produced by the iLab at WBUR, Boston. Welcome to Kind World. I'm Yasmin Ammer. And I'm Andrea Aswahe. So last week, we talked all about meaningful gatherings. If you haven't heard our conversation with Priya Parker, go back and listen. She's got some great tips. But this week, we're talking about the polar opposite of gathering, being alone. We've all felt lonely at some point in our lives. But the reality is, loneliness is so much more than a bad feeling. It's a public health crisis that affects more than half of adults in the U.S. Many people feel that if they're lonely, that means that they're not likable or that they're broken in some way. And I certainly felt that as a child. That was one of the reasons I never told my parents during all those years I struggled with loneliness, that I was in fact feeling alone. And if we want to ultimately address loneliness, we have to figure out how to eradicate that stigma and help people see loneliness from what it is, which is a human condition that all of us experience at some point in our lives. This is the former U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Morthy, who served from the end of 2014 until 2017. He's the author of Together, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. And just to make it even more clear, listen to this scientific finding Dr. Morthy told us. So loneliness is associated with an increased risk of heart disease, of depression, of anxiety, of premature death, of sleep disturbances, of dementia, of impaired wound healing, and the list goes on. When studies have actually looked at the mortality impact associated with loneliness, what they have found is that that mortality impact is similar to the mortality impact seen with smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Okay, 15 cigarettes a day. That is almost a full pack in one day. We were shocked when we heard this. How can loneliness cause so much damage? Well, Dr. Murthy says it's because it puts our minds and bodies in this primal and unsustainable state. Loneliness is a natural signal that our body sends us when we're lacking something that we need for survival. In this case, human connection. We literally need human connection for survival. In that sense, it's very similar to hunger or thirst, signals that our body sends up when we're lacking food or water. Now, if we respond to that signal by getting a meal or drinking some water, then the hunger or thirst will subside. Similarly, if we seek out connection with others, if we pick up the phone to call a friend or get in the car and go visit a relative, that loneliness may subside. But when the loneliness persists for a long period of time is when we run into trouble. Because physiologically, loneliness induces a stress state in our body. And in the short term, stress states can motivate you to action. In the long term, they're associated with increased levels of inflammation that's associated with an increased risk of heart disease and other chronic illnesses. These chronic illnesses are what surgeon generals have focused on in the past. And Dr. Morthy said that was initially his plan, too, when he came into office. But when he actually traveled and spoke to citizens across the country, he had an epiphany. What I recognized over time was that behind those stories were so many threads of loneliness People would often say, I feel I have to deal with all of these challenges by myself, or I feel if I disappear tomorrow, no one would even notice, or I feel invisible. And hearing that again and again from college students, from parents, from people in remote fishing villages in Alaska, to members of Congress in Washington, D.C., it struck me that something deeper was happening here. He'd heard that a lot, too, as a practicing physician, and he knew it was a problem. But addressing loneliness it wasn't taught in med school. When you 
enter a profession like medicine or nursing because you want to help people and relieve suffering. And when you see people suffering in front of you from a cause that you have no idea how to address, something like loneliness, it doesn't feel good. And that's how I felt when I was in the hospital. You know, I would encounter patients who were alone and I didn't know what to do. And I felt I wasn't serving them well. All of this inspired him to make this topic, loneliness, the focus of his tenure as Surgeon General. He looked into how loneliness affects people of all genders, ages, cultural backgrounds, and socioeconomic levels. Dr. Murthy can even draw a line between loneliness and another pervasive illness in our country, racism. I remember what it felt like to be called out for having dark skin, for people making assumptions about me, calling me pejorative names. And even as a child, I remember feeling this sense of shame. When people tell you that you're less than and that you don't matter and that you're inferior, you internalize some of that. For me as a child, I remember reacting to it by withdrawing further and further into my shell. And here's the thing about loneliness that is so challenging. When we feel disconnected from other people, you would think, well, our instinct should be to reconnect. But there's a paradoxical set of wheels that are set in motion, if you will that actually function to deepen our loneliness when we experience loneliness. And so when we feel separated from other people, whether that's because we don't have the connections around us that we used to have, or because we're feeling othered and made to feel inferior and isolated, we enter into this stress state. And in that stress state, because we're worried about our safety, our focus turns increasingly inward. We also become hypervigilant, more likely to perceive threats around us, And we also experience this erosion of self-esteem, as over time we can come to believe that maybe the reason we're being othered, maybe the reason we're alone is because there's something wrong with us. It's hard to imagine a way to overcome such a deeply rooted issue like loneliness. But Dr. Morthy says it's possible to start healing ourselves and our communities because he's seen it happen all around the world. After the break, We hear more from Dr. Morthy on some proven solutions to battling loneliness and how we can keep loneliness at bay at a time when social distancing is crucial to our survival. Welcome back to Kind World. Today we're speaking with Dr. Vivek Murthy, the former U.S. Surgeon General and author of Together, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. Have you seen any really great examples of people um, getting together some community building or outreach that has helped break that stigma a little bit? Yeah, to share the story of Serena Bian, uh, who during her freshman year at the University of Pennsylvania experienced extreme loneliness. And she built these wonderful gatherings called space gatherings where students could come together and have open, honest conversations about the connection or disconnection they were feeling on campus, about what worried them, about their sources of fear, as well as what was giving them joy. And by creating an environment where people could do that, Serena allowed hundreds and hundreds and now probably thousands of students over the years to have a place where it was okay to say, I'm lonely, and that didn't mean that you were broken. Small gesture, big impact. That philosophy is also infused in some community-wide efforts, like the Men's Shed movement, which was specifically designed to help elderly men connect, not through talking, but through work. The idea was that if people came together to work shoulder to shoulder, that they were more likely to connect with each other, and that would lead to dialogue. 
and for thousands and thousands and thousands of men around the world, men's sheds have become part of their community. And in the UK, they have found that men who participate in these sheds experience a significant reduction in depression and anxiety and loneliness. The men's shed movement spread from the UK to other parts of the world, Ireland, Canada, Greece, and even here in the U.S. But the most important way to heal loneliness is to start with ourselves. Dr. Morthy says we should all reflect on this question. Am I truly living a people-centered life? It's something he asked himself during his medical residency, as he was seeing so many young patients with end-stage cancers. And he admits he wasn't exactly practicing what he preached. And I was thinking to myself, am I leading my life the way I truly want to? If I was in their shoes, would I be able to look back and say, I spent my time in a way that was consistent with my priorities, that I truly did put people first? And it was painful to admit this, but the answer was no. And so I made it a point after that to use whatever time I had, vacation time, other time, et cetera, to go and visit my parents and my sister. Uh, even though I didn't make a lot of money as a resident, and even though it wasn't always convenient and when I only had a couple of days off, I never regretted going to see them. I often regretted not doing so. And so the first point for us all, if we want to build a truly more connected world, is to look in the mirror and to ask if we're leading the kind of life that we want to be leading. Right now, though, living a people-centered life is pretty tough. We're supposed to be staying away from each other in the time of COVID-19. And this, of course, is fueling the loneliness crisis in our country. So what do we do? How can we connect at a time when we aren't supposed to be physically close to anyone? So number one, we can make a commitment to spend at least 15 minutes each day with someone we care about. That could be video conferencing with them. It could be talking to them on the phone or simply writing them to see how they are. The second thing we can do is to focus on the quality of time that we spend with one another. If you're able to put away distraction and focus entirely on them, the connection you feel can be extraordinary. The third thing we can do, and this was a surprise to me as I was writing this book, is we can look for opportunities to serve because it turns out that service is one of the most powerful antidotes to loneliness. When you understand the downward spiral that loneliness drives, you understand that service breaks that cycle by shifting focus from ourselves to someone else in the context of a positive interaction, but also reaffirming to us that we do in fact have value to bring to the world. The final recommendation from Dr. Murthy is one that may seem a little counterintuitive. He says we all need to embrace moments of solitude. This might seem strange because you might think, gosh, why do I need to protect solitude if my goal is to connect with other people? Well, it turns out that our ability to connect with other people is driven by our ability to connect deeply with ourselves. And that can be just a few minutes sitting on your porch, feeling the breeze against your face. It can be a a few moments spent in meditation or in prayer or remembering three things you're grateful for or a short walk in nature or some time spent with a good book. But however we find our solitude, we all need to anchor ourselves. And when we approach other people from that place of being rooted, we're more able to listen to them, to focus on them and to forge a stronger connection with other people. Ultimately, Dr. Morthy says the message of his book and his research can be summed up in just three short words. Put people first. It is so clear that we are wired to connect with one another. That's how we're built. And the pain that so many of us are experiencing in disconnection is a pain that stems from not being 
who it is that we were designed to be all over these thousands of years. If we put people first and how we live our lives, how we design policies, how we design our institutions, then I believe we will create a world that is healthier, is more resilient, more fulfilling, and certainly the world that our children deserve. Thank you so much to Dr. Vivek Murthy for speaking with us. His book is called Together, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World, and it's available in bookstores everywhere. Hey, thanks for listening to Kind World this week. Our show is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikis and Matt Reed do our sound design. Sophie Eisenberg is our WBUR fellow. Catherine Brewer is our managing producer and editor. And Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amr. And I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahi. We'll be back with a full episode of Kind World next Tuesday. But on Friday, we'll have another classic Kind World episode drop in your feed. Just a little extra dose of kindness to start your weekend off right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.